2: right. It goes right. Afternoon, everybody. It's another week of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Rig Hand Distilleries, makers of Nation Vodka. We've got four strong-willed, strongly-worded opinion gentlemen in Little Brick. We've got the squire, Jay Downton, sitting there with his headphones on, ready to rock. Yeah, We've got Bag Milk with his hat set to backwards, like young Bag Milk in the booth. Mm-hmm. You got me, your friend, Wanye. I'm sticking around here for some reason. We got Nation Dan over there wearing an Oilers Nation hat and off day from his Golden Knights apparel. Jay, you must be slightly more relieved not to have to stare down a fierce competitor like the Golden Knights logo on a day-to-day basis. It's Very refreshing to Western see Western Conference champion
0: a quality hat They're going to miss the
2: playoffs hat. next year. Western Conference champion. Really? I would bet you on that. I bet they miss the playoffs. Uh, I, bet
0: you. I don't think they'll miss the playoffs, but they're going to definitely take a step you. back. What are you going to do? Eat more beets? What do you got left no, to I, lose?
1: I am eating more beets. More beets. And I'm going to do win videos as well. What are you going to eat then? Beets? I don't know. I need. I'm going to put out a call to the nation. To help me out. I don't have a good idea.
2: You are so so co-branded in my brain is beats. I was at a restaurant on the weekend and there was like beet shavings on top. And I was like, Oh, I should text bag milk and tell him beats exist. Like, do you get a lot of people shouting you out because they don't think of anybody else? and They think of beats.
1: I would say that at this point, 50% of my mes- mentions are beat related for real. Yeah. Like people are sending me pictures of the menu. People are sending me pictures of buffets. Like that's just a thing now. That's my thing.
0: It's it, well done. Yeah. Thank like you. You've really, you're, you're able to create a synergy with a, a vegetable which I personally like but a lot of people don't uh and anytime like I said I was at save on Foods yesterday getting groceries and I saw beets and I'm just every time I'm tempted to send you a photo yeah, like, like I want but to I can't tell
1: be you that they guy. exist yeah that it it turned into a whole thing that I didn't expect and I kind of like it yeah it's interesting well, you, everybody's got to be known for something. You did yeah, it. Sure.
0: Who could have thought you can take bag milk and associate it with beets?
1: <laughs> now, beet milk, cool. beet milk, delish, See? delish. Dairy producers. There's down.
0: probably a way you can you can you can create milk from almonds. So why can't you create a milk from beets? You can milk
2: anything
1: with nipples. That's that right. includes a beet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got a
2: very long one, oh, I believe.
0: A long beet nipple. What are we
2: talking about? You might ask. The answer is nothing. It's the <laughs> off season.
0: Before we jump into anything, to nothing, to nothing. Uh, I think we have to say this just because. It's, 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 it's sad news, but the loss just found out before we started the podcast, Stan Mikita passed away. Oh, did he? NHL oh, legend. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had a good long career, great good long f- life he played for like 400 years, scored all the points. Uh, but yeah, just good old original six legend. Uh, I feel like you just got to yeah, you know, sure. pay respects to, to the game. And Stan Mikita is one of those legends. Hope we got his stats? Can we
2: talk about yep. his stats? in,
1: uh, in Let me. Oh, oh, man, did he play 100 years. Yeah. He, he st- his first NHL season was in 1958 59. He shut it down in 1979 1980. Wow. Ending his career with 1,394 games played, 541 goals. 926 assists for 1,467 points.
0: He played in four decades, I think. He's a basher too, up. wasn't he? Uh, so I, I read a little thing briefly while we were getting everything prepped here, and he used to get a bunch of penalty minutes and decided to clean up his game and then started winning Lady Bings.
1: No kidding. Yeah, so... he capped out at 154 Pims in 1964-65. Then cleaned it up. Yeah, and wow. then he... About a third of that by the time his, he was shutting it down. So like 35, 34 minutes, 48. 12 minutes,
0: a couple times.
1: Yeah, so he, he really <laughs> cleaned it up. One thing that's amazing looking at his stats is all with the Blackhawks. Wire to wire. Yeah. Hmm. Start to finish with the Blackhawks. No
2: shady WHA days or anything like that? No IHL?
1: All in the show.
0: On the show, and one hell of a fictional donut. Do, donut. Yeah, that's that's, that's merging Wayne donair and donut. Delicious. Uh, together. Which would be delicious. Donairs are way. on the mind because a donair for the breakfast or the dessert. Menu. A donair donut. Ooh, I think you could do it because sweet donut, sauce, 100 savory. So would the donut be made of donair meat with a like a sweet sauce glaze, or would the donut have, would be topped with? Would donair. it be a donut with a donair meat yeah. and a glaze on top,
1: like the bacon donuts? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's like okay. a honey glazed donut, kind of. With the sauce and then a little meat on top. <laughs> the sauce. That'd be nice. Be nice. Oh, I nice think you could do treat. it. It should happen, especially in Edmonton.
2: Now just a damn minute. We were talking about Stam Akita, NHL legend. Yeah. Then you do one of your patented 90-degree pivots Always. like Connor McDavid. Always got to make it about us. Next thing you know, we're talking about your damn donair donut concept. Rest in peace, Mr. Makita.
0: I bet you Mr. Mikita would love uh, a donair donut in his fictional shop. 100%. I went to the... That was just making L.A. All-Star game, Hortons, correct?
1: No,
2: yeah, I mean, it, it was yeah. in Wayne's World, but there wasn't an actual Stammakita Donut. No,
0: it? but yeah, but yes, I went to the uh, All-Star game in L.A. and they had a Stamakita Donut like pop-up set up there. That's cool. Yeah, so I went in there. That's Everyone awesome. got a free donut, and they had That's air cool. hockey outside. So it was super cool.
1: Another donaire review coming up on Thursday.
0: On Thursday, yeah, with spe- Jack. Yeah, with a special guest. He's taking us to his place. Going out to the hoods. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll fans. reveal the location uh, near Mill Woods.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, he's he's the, he's the he's the mayor of Millwood. Oh, I'm yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. the
2: mayor of the north end of town, too. We went to an off brand wrestling thing one time and there was like five people deep to talk to him. And he just stood there. Cool as cucumber.
0: It'll be an interesting one. I think we'll have to uh, change the uh, the setup of it in terms of how it goes, because Yukon uh, is a he's going to make a step character. He's going to make a step. architect. It's just like he's trying to make this podcast more professional or more quality, he's going to do the same thing with a review, which is why he's our first guest.
1: Big personality, passionate Donair lover. Yes. Partner of the Nation Network. Site,
2: partner of allwrestling.com and the Everything is Wrestling podcast.
1: I followed him to work today. Did you? He was on a bus. I followed it. Ah. <laughs> Lead me. You're yes. Gone.
2: Well, boys, I'll tell you, that's sad news about Stamakita. He's a tough fuck. An
0: intro legend. Yeah. Hell of a career. Eighty. How old is he past? 80.
2: Eighty. Seventy-eight. That's a good run, Stan.
1: Long time in the show, long time in the earth.
2: Nothing to nothing to be sad about.
1: I would like to see this 20 year career mimicked by our Connor McDavid, all in blue and orange. That would be fantastic. 158 to me. pims till he cleans it up. With,
2: smoking
0: at intermission. With less Lady Bings.
1: You can get For all the me. Lady Bings. It's uh,
0: nah. Nah, it's not, nah. What no. do
1: you got against the Lady Bing? a gentlemanly player
0: it is he is a gentleman he's a gentlemanly player but i like the more rougher style of hockey and i know mm. connor's not the guy you hire to throw nucks and, and and make hits although know, when man. he does when he does make a hit it, it is, is a game changer
2: and i'm watching his facial expressions on his non-stop damn instagram stories from his girlfriend this summer he looks like a guy who's bottling up some rage <laughs> he might come back this fall and be like i'm sick of being an instagram husband bam
1: when, when do you think connor gets in his first scrap?
0: Does he well here? That's that's a good question. Now I don't know if you notice, but Connor, as part of his social media thing, has to do promotional things. But he's doing his promotional shoot with Adidas or whatever. So he's got a cool photo and his caption and his hashtag is October yet. James Neal of the Calgary Flames trolls it and says, "No, it's August, Connor." James Neal, you've got
1: Neal, jokes. you has got here. jokes, huh? So he's trolling. Listen so I here, wonder. James I Neal. wonder
0: if Connor's taking notes and no. he's uh, working with Cassian on his. Uh, Everybody
2: right hand. in the league looks the same to Connor. They look one feet tall. They have no
0: sticks, and they are just there <laughs> for him to go around. Oh, of course. He just yeah. They're just pylons on the he's ice. Like James Neal. Who? What's a James Neal? So huh? back
1: to the original question: When do you think he gets in his first scrap? He's going into. Well, that's year what I'm four. hoping.
0: Battle of Alberta. He gets trolled. It's a Calgary Flame
1: player. Come on. So if we're looking at a comparable, if you will, Crosby was drafted in 2005. His first scrap came in 2007.
2: So Remember though, when Connor year?
1: fought in junior and shattered his hand. Good point. Yeah. Put, yeah, but that was him punching the glass. Yeah, what yeah. I'm
2: saying they he never stood up for himself much in junior because he always had some goons. Respect to the goons. Love the goons. Then he got in that one fight and slugged the glass, and that mm-hmm. was the end of his season. Mm-hmm.
0: Connor will fight the NHL for sure, without a doubt, for sure. And he'll fight like a Nazim Kadri type, a guy who like where he just said like "fuck you, man." I've had enough, and now I'm going to fucking defend myself. Yeah. Uh, so it will be that type of player. I think he goes after. Most interestingly,
1: puke. I think if it happens like this year, just based on kind of how the lines are going, my boy Nuge would probably jump in for him. Oh, 100%. percent. <laughs> do never him up, when Nuge. the Nuge fought. He's, he's, he's scrapped fought a couple of times. times yeah. Nuge yeah. is not shy. No, no. And I like how as he's getting older, he's getting a little bit chippier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's getting a little angry out there. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. the Nuge's got a little childish, a little, little sneaky chip dirty. on his shoulder. It is amazing to me how long the Nuge has been here and how little we know about him. What do you mean? with the exception of horse racing yes. loves horses and the fact that he bought track suits for his old minor hockey team yeah tell me what you know about
0: the Nuge. I know he's engaged okay to a gal uh, from red deer to a gal from red deer i know he What's their fir- what's their favorite song when's their anniversary how did they meet
2: these are things i want to know i know nothing
0: okay 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 that's fair we you don't
2: know you need a deep dive on Nuge. It. does the Nuge have any siblings yes. yes brothers or sisters
0: he had a brother that played CIS i can't remember for a university out east and did he have a good career?
2: I would like to see an interview with him where he says, I'll never forget the time Ryan and I were out in the backyard playing street hockey, and then a different gear in his brain kicked in, and he scored 400 goals.
1: I know Nuge almost had to give up playing hockey, correct? Yeah. I mean, that was like junior age Financial kind of thing? Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about last week. It's a fucking expensive sport. Oh, for sure. Shit.
2: I don't know enough about the Nuge. I don't know enough about my favorite Oilers. They have been here, some of them, years and you know, I'm still regurgitating the stories I told myself in their rookie years to get me by.
1: The weird thing is, too, Nuge is the longest serving Oiler at this point. Isn't that odd?
2: Wow. I, I want to see some and in we depth still call him content. Child. I want to see a sit down with Colin Nugent Hopkins, which I imagine is his
0: brother's name. So, no, his brother's name is actually Adam. Adam. He is five years older and he played at Concordia. Adam Nugent Hopkins. Thank you, Elite Prospects, for that information.
1: Shout out to Elite Prospects. Yeah, because you don't really hear much about... He's just a pretty quiet guy.
2: He's a quiet guy, and with the explosion of documentary content, thanks to Crave, and thanks to Netflix, and thanks to all the other streaming services... I'm on the Crave
1: wagon, by the way. You like Finally. It? It's not bad. It's good oh, shit. Oh, it's
2: great. Except TELUS is spotty. It kicks out every other day at our residence.
1: I canceled a bunch of channels just so I could add Crave. Really? Smart, yeah. Smart, smart. I'm over TV. We
2: were sold by a very,
0: very persuasive door-to-door us agent uh drink caught me i'm i'm so i'm never vulnerable to these <laughs> sales techniques but i don't know what it was i think it, oh, i know what it was it's because i was leaving the house to go to the go to the gym or something so I was procrastinating <laughs> so i'm walking out and the guy's the nice guy was oh sure i'll talk to you and then i just went, i let him do the whole flip and spiel but he was pitching value
2: but they didn't back the value up with the actual product features. That
0: was the whole thing. It was everything that they told me they were going to deliver on, they didn't. We weren't then... metered
2: our internet bag milk. Mm-hmm. There was no metering at Wanya Manor because we render Pirates of the Caribbean on behalf of, of Disney. Course. Of That's course. Right. So we need bandwidth. That's <laughs> yes, all of it. All the bandwidth. <laughs> The next thing you know, we were getting metered internet, and then they were supposed to pay off Shaw to do the transition. I remember the
1: Shaw call because we were going down to uh, uh, Fairmont Lake Louise, and the Squire was doing some customer service on the way down.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I got a $1,000 bill from Shaw because it wasn't canceled, even though they told me they would do it like basically on site. Uh, anyways, you I'm
2: know gonna, what?
1: My approach is always to those. I open the door, and I say, I'm not going to waste your time, and then I shut the door. That's nice. That's how I do it.
2: I feel bad for those folks. It's like the guys who are like trying to raise money for like wetland conservation on White Ave or whatever they're doing. Like talking to the general public and bothering them is probably one of the worst things you could try to do with your time. And if you're doing it specifically for charity, like Bravo.
0: Yeah.
1: I got lured into a, uh, right when I graduated at Nate from the marketing program, we were looking at like, I was looking at marketing, advertising, sales jobs kind of thing. And one of the ones that took me in I'll never forget the day I had. I go into this office. I do the interview and they're kind of like, okay, this is the program that we're all about. This is what we're going to do. Tomorrow's going to be your kind of your initiation day. We trade arms for terrorists. What? I wish we were trading arms for terrorists. (laughs) What I ended up doing is jumping in a car with this dude, driving out to some industrial park on the south side and going door to door from businesses trying to pitch fucking tchotchkes and shit. It was the worst day ever. So then we're halfway through the day and he's like, so what do you think? I'm like, honestly, I want to get out of here. This sucks. I'm not going to do this job. You will never see me again. He's like, okay, sweet. We only have five more hours before I dropped you off. So he went inside and I just did a runner. Got a friend to come pick me up on the side. That's that's fulfilling.
2: Good move. That's fulfilling though. You escaped the call. Worst job ever.
1: So beware of advertising agencies sometimes if they tell you (laughs) direct sales is part of it. You
2: ever have a one day job, Jay?
0: Uh, I did. Let me think about that.
2: There was an internet company in town I went to work for in like oh, four, oh five maybe. And internet companies were few and far between then and now. And I was like, I want to work for an internet company. I want to get internet experience. And they're recruitment process was lengthy and I got through to the end and I was designated as an acceptable candidate to do business development. And they literally handed me the yellow pages and said, start cold calling businesses to make the websites. And I was like, well, that sucks, but you got to start somewhere. And I talked to the other salesperson and she was like, oh yeah, no, this is a great job. Great company. Yeah. I'm doing amazing. I've been here two years. I just bought a car. I was like, "I'm sorry, what? Oh, you just bought a car and you work full time and never get to sleep in? I don't understand. How does this work?" And she was like, "Yeah, no, you got to start somewhere." And I just got myself a car, and I remember going home and being like, "It's super rude to quit a job day one, but it's super rude to hate your job." And I quit.
1: Another one of my jobs right out of uh, right out of school was I did sales, and I was a terrible sales rep, awful. So my job was selling those promotional stuff like banners and. The big thing that this company sold, though, was inflatables, like the big gorillas. Oh, over. I remember you telling me about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first task was they gave me a list of 3,300 Quiznos restaurants across North America or something like that, and I just had to start at the top, work my way down. I was like, hey, do you want to buy an inflatable cup or sub and or both? <laughs> no. All right, moving on. And then I had to refresh the list over and over again. It was just the worst thing ever, and I'm so bad. When I'm on a sales call, He'd be like, no, I don't want this. And I was like, all right, see you later <laughs> then. Have
2: a great day. Sorry to take your time up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not the, uh, assumptive clothes kind of guy. Well, look <laughs> at
2: us now. Bag milk. Look yes. at us now. Yes. None of us are doing one day jobs. We haven't had to go door to door to sell ads in years. Hmm. We're doing it big. Let's Square? take a break. Hold on. We'll come back. You think about your one-day job. Hold on. Well, hands got his finger in the air. I went through the rolodex. Got...
0: I don't want to ruin the fun because I haven't had a one-day job. Oh,
2: I could have known that after the break. I would have hung around. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> wasn't a good <laughs> enough cliffhanger oh, there's play. nothing uh, I uh, want to <laughs> hear. Well, stick around if you want to know. Trust me, it gets better now. Something else, I suppose. We'll be back after this.
1: I also worked at a donkey farm.
3: Sumo you've been through the gas station you've seen all the flavors teriyaki black pepper maybe extra hot sweet chili that's about as exotic as it gets but if you subscribe to sumo jerky at sumo check them out online enter your preferences they source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back.
2: Real life podcast brought to you by our friends at sumojerky.com.
3: Good batch this month.
2: Oh, good. I don't know about the yak
0: jerky this
1: month. Yak jerky was a little tough. Yeah, it's it a little tough.
0: tough. You can't
2: you Little can't
1: tough. There was these, oh, I wish I could remember the company because I would give them a shout out. They were like little sticks. Yeah, unreal. Those were legit. Oh, do
2: you know what those are made for? I read the back.
1: Me crushing the whole bag is what they're made for. The
2: military. Those are, that beef jerky is included in military ration kits. Oh. And they're cut in a French fry, fry formation. Mm-hmm. So you can stick them in the side of your mouth and have like something flavorful in your mouth while you're running around doing, oh, yeah. keeping us safe.
0: Flavorful indeed. Those things are delicious. Flavorful. Yeah.
2: They were
1: delicious. Now, I crushed the whole bag.
2: Bang Milk, when you get the sumo jerky on a month-to-month basis, and this is the number one rated beef jerky club of the month, do you feel like I feel now where you feel like you have your PhD in jerkyology and you like, it's kind of like how wine snobs like swish it around in the glass and smell it and whatnot. I like hold the bag up to the light to see their like plastic quality.
1: I go full John Tapper style with Bar Rescue where I'm looking at the packaging. Yeah pulling it out, giving yeah. it a look, giving it a little flex. Yeah. Do we got flex? Yeah, you got to have flex. A little tap maybe.
2: And I'll, I'll say things out loud when I start eating. I, oh, good texture to nobody in particular.
1: There's a lot of texture talk upstairs is around there? the table. Like, oh, yeah. this one's a good texture. Yeah. This one's a little moist. This one's a little hard. It's uh-huh. it's good
2: shit. And that yaks, so two flavors of yak jerky this month. I didn't mind the flavor. It's not the flavor meat was or good. the animal. Yeah.
0: It's just how it was delivered to you. It was rock hard. But this is,
2: that's what she said. This is what... Good God, I got so excited, I punched the mic. Dan, we have to edit out minute (laughs) 2 through 30. I think that that's what's cool about sumo jerky, though, is that I would never eat yak jerky otherwise. Oh, yeah. And now I ate yak jerky, and I can say it's disappointing, like everything named yak, including pov.
0: But I bet you there's good yak jerky out there. I don't want to discredit the animal. That's what's very important. I'm sure yak meat is delicious. It's very very lean. Well, that's fine. So is buffalo, and buffalo is amazing. Buffalo jerky? Well, just buffalo itself as a meat. Mm, I don't know you've had but a jerk. But I'm jerky. saying like, it was just, it was, just it, was re- it was tough to chew through, that's and tough. I don't think it's the meat's fault, the See,
2: to fault. me,
1: that's the one they should be putting in the ration kits because that thing's going to last in your cheek for 100 years. Oh, it'll <laughs> last you 10 more Shout years in Afghanistan. Teeth. 100%. Yeah.
2: Speaking of strange animals, while we went to break, somebody <laughs> around this table just casually let it loose that he worked at a donkey farm, and it wasn't Jay. Yes, I worked at It wasn't me.
1: I worked at a donkey farm.
2: And it was bag milk.
1: I had a friend, and we were both looking for summer work between grade 11 and 12. What
2: year was this?
1: 1810? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 1810, What are 19-12? our options?
2: We could go to the donkey farm. We could lay the transcontinental
1: railroad. So out near Gibbons, there's a there's a farm near Gibbons that has donkeys as well as lilies. It's a donkey lily farm. What is a lily? Like lily Is the
0: flower?
2: Lily
1: Is in the flower. Oh. You can grow lilies? Absolutely. I mean, they don't just... Out well, of I nowhere. thought they were growing wild somewhere. I
0: don't know. That <laughs> yeah, combo so, is like a bag milk and beet farm.
1: Exactly. Huh. Exactly. So my friend got a job at this donkey farm and he says, Hey man, they're looking for people. Do you want to come work at the donkey farm?
2: So and you're like, well, I just had one day going door to door selling steak knives. I'll give it a
1: shot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a year later. I wish I would have taken my donkey farm, farm experience, but so I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go work with some donkeys. Cause I think that I'm going to feed the donkeys, hang out with the donkeys. Like, maybe clean up some shit, but you know what? I'll do what I got to do to maybe hang out teach with some donkeys. Them to dance. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I was a big Shrek fan at the time. Donkey in there. Very yeah. inspiring. Yeah. inspiring. I, go, I go there. Only the girls at this donkey farm were allowed to interact with the donkeys. The guys were out in the lilies pulling weeds and tilling the field. I am not built for labor. You that got is
0: classic bait and switch, or honey dickin'. So you got, you got. I blade. got
1: classic honeydicked because yeah. I'm out in the backwoods mowing the fucking lawn, looking at the donkey barn. Whether they're dancing allowed. in line. As no, you I hope assume to be a part just of magical things. The donkey Congo
0: is formed
2: around. I just them.
1: assume a magical time to have it in that donkey farm and I was, in, or donkey barn. and I was not allowed in there. Now so is quit. that
2: because donk? Oh, you quit. What's the spirit of quitting? I quit
1: after four days and then I worked at Zellers. Oh, wow. no.
2: See, I respect people past. who have taken shit jobs. Because people who've worked shit jobs have the capacity to do some great things later in life because they don't want to work shit
3: jobs. Well, that's what
1: I told you. I've told both of you guys that I'm never, ever quitting at The Nation. You're stuck with me until you're both dead. Because of my last job, and I ain't going back. I'm not doing it. I, <laughs> I felt like Andy back. Dufresne crawling through the fucking mile of shit, Buddy, and I'm out.
2: We will turn the internet off together, the three of us. Dan, if you're still around and you want to turn the internet off, it's only going to be four <laughs> more years till Trump turns it off. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, donkey farm. I was there four days. No donkeys for me.
2: Jay, you never... See, I remember you when I'm you were younger and had a classic job at
0: Safeways. I worked at Safeway, yeah, rather right, and I, and I sta- singular. Yeah, I stayed there for five years.
2: When I decided, at a very advanced age, to hand my virginity card into the Lord, bag milk,
0: mm-hmm. somebody at this table oh, said, whoa. Oh, what? I know, Okay, go ahead. I know you're going with this.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Somebody at this table stole a box of condoms from his job at Safeway and gave it to me, and then I went and had sex with a human woman. If you don't like that story, we can have Dan edit it out. It's not <laughs> a problem.
0: <laughs> it's not a big
1: deal. But Statute of limitations is over on that Oh,
2: one,
0: well, well over. And you'd think I would quit Safeway because when I first started there, because it's a unionized job, I would get one five-hour shift a week. Yeah. Making six dollars and fifty cents an All hour, you needed, though in those days, for which I had to pay nine dollars and fifty cents a week for my union dues, so I was clearing like nineteen dollars a week. Wow. I drove you- a Dodge Ram Charger with a hundred and twenty-five liter tank, and I couldn't even get it past the E line. <laughs> with that kind later of later
2: on in life, when you decided to stop working at Safeway, the union kept you in good stead. So that when you return to Safeway, <laughs> saying, hey, could I have my job back? They they, say, yeah, they didn't course. have a
0: choice. Yeah, because they didn't file the proper paperwork. Did you
1: have those kind of days where you went up to a gas station, you're like, I'll put $5 in the tank?
0: That's, that was my life. Yeah, mine, yes. That was like every... We
1: didn't all have donkey farm money folding yeah. in our jeans, bag milk. It was actually a pretty good paying job. Shout out to the donkey farm. It just wasn't for me, man. What do you want from me?
2: I can remember like being going to high school and like saying to the clowns I drove around every day, hey, clowns, money for gas. And they're like, nope. I'm like, I see. I'm on my own. <laughs> I'm on my own with my 1979
1: <laughs> Honda Civic with no radio. I had a 91 Chrysler Dynasty. What? Yeah, it was perfect. Did you go I to school at wow. I'd,
0: I'd, I'd feel like you're driving on air, those it things. It did feel like
1: you're yeah, driving yeah, on yeah, air. Yeah. The Good seats suspension. were super cush. I bought that thing for my dad for 100 bucks.
2: We didn't need money like you need now, though, when we were kids. I remember you, I think you've told the story. You can tell it again. It was a good story about going to center high and getting the pasta deal for five bucks
0: with bread and sandwich. Oh, yeah. You'd eat like a king for five bucks or under, but good luck now. times. Like Edo, Japan. I used to go there in high school. It was $3.50 with tax.
1: I ate for free. Which at of- the
0: time was paid
1: in beaver pelts. Yeah. I ate for free all the way through high school because I was super, did super shady shit. They had, like, at the cafeteria, they had this binder where kids' parents would pay for them to have like an allotment of money Mm. for the month, Mm -hmm. and then you would just do tally marks on your page.
2: Kids cannot be left to self-regulate credit. No. It's the first rule of the Federal Reserve. 100%. (laughs) So
1: I had no credit there. I had no page in the book. (laughs) I would just open it to any page and pretend I was right. I didn't write things down. I would pretend to write things down. Ghost tally? Ghost tally, and then I would end up with a double cheeseburger and a glass of Tang dang every day did
2: you go to school in space with the other astronauts
1: kids that's right wow yep
2: they didn't have credit at my high school they did they weren't they weren't here for that Mm -hmm. you had to buy your fries and gravy for about (laughs) a dollar if i recall yeah Yeah. it was was steep the cafeteria ladies at our school were very very nice ladies were they yeah yeah Yeah. hey you know what related to something that's sort of related to hockey which is sort of related to this podcast i go on the riverboat yesterday great time i'm looking at the city and doing everything you do And I walk out, and I lock eyes with a little old lady, a lovely deer. And she smiles at me, and I smile at her. And I go, I wonder where I've seen that nice lady before. And I get in my car, and I drive away, and I realize it was our usher from the old arena. Remember that little lady? Oh, yeah. And I tell her about my life, and like, no, I see her for 30 seconds and tell her all my problems. Wow. I didn't recognize her in her civilians. Oh, yeah. She was a deer. You know, I saw her at the boat. She's still doing well. Good. Good. I really Happy wish they'd, yeah, they'd brought over more of the ushers from the old barn to the new. Yeah. We well, didn't need to make a change.
1: No. What, what were they not doing that the current ushers are?
2: That usher was more connected to the Oilers than Bob Stoffer. I would say to her, how are we looking? And she'd say, I don't know. I got here early the other day, and I was watching the pre-pre-game, and I didn't like how whoever the hell was skating. She, she knew. She knew what was going on. She just got takes. And the ushers talk. The ushers talk in the break room. Yeah. And if you think that the new guy who just got called up's girlfriend who got flown in didn't make an impact
1: with that purse she brought, the ushers noticed. Of course they did. And they told me about it, and I S- went, hmm. We should get some ushers on the podcast. Secret life of ushers. Purses, you say. I bet they've got stories.
2: like that lady. She's a nice lady.
0: Very well, nice lady.
2: Speaking of memory lane, I was reading OilersNation.com. Bagmilk, you ever read OilersNation.com?
1: From time to time, sure.
2: I mean, other than that time, they said Sam Gagne was going to be captain. It's usually pretty good. <laughs> But Brownlee, you ever read Robin Brownlee? Or uh, Robin Brownless. Brownless, yeah. as the Helinka Cup would <laughs> as like As the Helinka Cup calls him, yeah. He wrote an article on August 4th, 2018. And he says, you know, today was a good day in Oilers history. I love when he does articles like this. Because it too. reminds you of shit. But it reminds you of shit in such a thorough, professional way. It's not like us sitting down being like, remember Cujo? And you're like, No. <laughs> Bradley breaks it down, <laughs> and he talks about how we had Vinnie Domfus back in 91-92, and I remember this guy. And he put up 89 points in his only season with the Oil, and then got dealt because we couldn't afford him. So they traded him off, and they bring in Shane Corson, who was named, I think, immediately captain, if I recall.
0: Of the Oilers? Yeah. He was captain.
2: I know was it that. immediate, though, or was it a couple little bits Yeah, We need Brownlee. But yeah. be, we can't we have definitely him Definitely need Brownlee. We're, we're
1: just guessing again. He'll be mad.
2: But they do this trade. They bring in Corson. He wasn't the captain that they thought he would be. And then Slat steps up and does his classic Glenn Sather mastermind deal.
1: An all-time move now in hindsight. 23 years ago on the 4th, he
2: the Oilers get offer sheeted by the Blues who try to steal Corson. To, as a group two free agent, and the Oilers are awarded their first round draft picks in '96 and '97, and the rights to Mike Greer, who at the time was a ninth round draft pick from Boston University, yet to play a game.
1: They don't even have a ninth round anymore. <laughs> so
2: then Slats, with a cigar in his mouth and a twinkle in his eye, trades the two first round draft picks back to the Blues for Curtis Joseph creating an erection in a 15-year-old Wanye so large it brushed the space station as it flew over in orbit.
1: And what I said before we started is that would have been one of the all-time worst offer sheets. And the Squire said, but I thought Corson was good, and he was. But check this out. He played a total in two years of 88 games with the Blues for 20 goals and 29 assists.
0: Yep, yeah, those aren't good numbers. And they handed over <laughs> Cujo to get him. Thank you. Well, like, and, and trades like that don't exist anymore. No. No. Like, imagine on the Phil Kessel offer sheet, if they were able to fire back the picks or do, like... If this is like 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 uh, Wild Wild West style GMing, where this like now crazy when you say Wild Wild exist. West, do you mean the failed
2: movie with an awesome soundtrack from the nineteen nineties, yeah, or the wiki.
0: actual Wild Wild West?
1: I actually had the <laughs> Wild Wild West going in my head as you were yeah. saying. Wicked Wicked, yeah. 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 Wild Wild West, Jim West. Desperado. Which one do you mean, though? Rough Rider. Uh,
0: um, unfortunately, about- the legit Wild Wild West in which John Wayne was holding court
2: that was an amazing deal for the oil unbelievable when you think about I remember Cujo and Bill Ranford and I remember that Cujo had come from the IHL remember yeah he'd played a couple shady games in the IHL when the IHL was a thunderous league competing with the NHL for players day in and day out and he showed up and Ranford and Cujo were on the same bench at Oilers practice and I remember looking at this photo in the journal and cutting it out because this was the original saving an Instagram post and gluing it to the wall of my bedroom
1: Wanya's bedroom must have had a lot of weird shit. There's a lot in of life. oiler
2: stuff. I won't, yeah. be, I won't lie. But I remember looking at that and saying to nobody in particular, because you didn't have Twitter, holy shit, is that a lot of firepower for a small market team that couldn't afford to keep Vincent Domfus. Like, the oil were weird in those days because they were dirt poor, but yeah. they always had a killer tender. Kill- oh, yeah, we were always renowned for Amazing, killer tender. Amazing, and you were like, oh, man, if they could only build a team in front of their tender. Yeah. And then Ranford left. And then I wrote a letter to Glenn Sather, threatening him within an inch of his life, and received a standard stock letter back being like, Hope to see a Carnival of Champions, friend.
1: You know what I tweeted out bring back Carnival of Champions on the weekend? I saw that. It fucking blew up. Of course it did. Man. People in their thirties want Carnival of Champions. They back. love carnivals. Bring bring the kids there? Like the lines would be crazy nowadays, but how cool would it be for a ten-year-old kid or whatever, if like Chalmers brings his kids to go mm-hmm. interact with Connor McDavid? That oh,
2: would be amazing. And yeah. you can—they still do the thing at the mall.
1: I don't think they do the thing at the mall anymore either. You know? I don't Damn think so.
0: Roger's yeah, Rogers Place. Everything's yeah, it's controlled.
2: Well, that's fine. Control it. Yeah. Let us see Connor.
0: Yeah, they do like uh, season ticket uh, holder signing nights and stuff like see, that.
2: Why don't we get to go to those?
0: Cause well, they're not technically our tickets. We're buying someone else's to navigate the line. We pay for them. Oh, I'm sure we we never get
2: the artwork. We never get the.
0: Oh, I'm sure we. It's just. Well, think about it. If you want it, go ask for it. I didn't know they were. You could go. I didn't know they existed. (laughs) Stop putting it on me. No,
2: no, that's That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's not on you. I was just meaning more the the universe in general. It's it's there if you want it. I didn't know that you could meet Connor McDavid if you had season tickets. We have one minute left. One minute, Bagwell, say something quickly about Connor McDavid and meeting him.
1: Actually, going back to Cujo it's interesting. Ah. You only spent three years here. That was it. it that like was a it. Lot, it yeah. seemed like a lot longer.
0: But those were during the and those were three fucking well, two of those two of those seasons were unbelievable. unbelievable. If
1: unbelievable. I say Curtis Joseph the save, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Of course.
0: About. And this is during the SOS time, which was stay or stay. Oh yeah. Do you think like if we don't have Cujo, the likelihood they stay is less? That's fair.
1: It's a reasonable like, question. What
0: like, like, uh, was so amazing about the mid-90s Oilers, they, they were just the lunch pail Oilers. Yep. Like, we would just grind out eighth Rem place. Murray's well, Burries would and come B- and Bucky, like, Bucky. Like, right, just like And Bucky. Like, yeah. and, and Mike, Mike Greer, Greer just skating nine million miles up and Mike down Greer the ice. Mike Greer
2: is the kind of Oiler that you love.
0: 100%. You love Mike Greer. But like, how he'd pop his shoulder at all. The if time? you compared their roster then to now, based on the makeup and talent,
2: well, now they'd be screwed. All those guys are in their mid forties.
0: Well, that's true. So if somehow <laughs> we could create a situation where they're all <laughs> the same age, like the oil, like this this oiler team on paper would should shit kick that team, but that team could still squeak out an eighth. Eighth place the team and had get the heart playoffs. Man. They blocked so shots much fucking their face, heart. and that's exactly it. it. Is like that's when like these guys went out and played their fucking asses off and put their heart on the line for the team, for the game, for themselves. And it looks what look what it got you because that was the style of hockey. That was Oilers hockey. Yeah. Is we were just we, we were we were misfits. Yeah, and we just fucking played hard and we just eked our way in and sometimes it surprise you and get into the second round.
2: Yeah. And those players, I swear, still exist in the NHL. 100 oh, percent really suiting up for the copper and blue in any great a lot of them are in
0: vegas (laughs) that's
2: true let's take a break we'll be back after this real life podcast have you got holes to dig earth to pack and roads to build then you need to call japa machinery group does your equipment need a service you can't fix stupid but here at japa machinery group we can fix everything else with a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly JAPA Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. JAPA Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back. Real-life podcast. Tell you what, it's brought to you by our good friends at JAPA Equipment. Marin married last week. Our friend at Joppa. She got married. She's
1: yeah. not listening to this. She's on her honeymoon.
2: No, no. She'll catch up. She'll catch up. She's she will catch fan. up. She's yeah. a real fan of the show. Good kid. Bless you, married. I got married. She's, She's in Newfoundland surprised. or something right yeah. now. Yeah. Married. Good job.
1: I was wearing my Jappa hat the other day. Where are you? Had shit to do. Good Throw a hat on. Get I, it done.
2: I can't wear it for fear somebody will ask me a question about real work. Oh, Joppa. Yes. Do you know about the. And I'd be like, <laughs>
3: Yeah, we, smoke bomb. Out. Yeah.
0: We were in a partnership meeting and, um, they brought up the, the content we created about you guys going to visit uh, JAPA, and they uh, were really impressed and liked the fact that we go out and do that. So. That was a great
1: day, too. That was a lot of fun. The boys, we yeah. all went out and got to crush some barrels and shit and drive stuff. We have no business in, like, being anywhere near.
0: Just channeling your inner child, your little Indy, who looks and no, says, truck, truck. Exactly. He gets it. Yeah.
2: He knows. So let me just finish off this thought about Cujo. Because it made me think about something, and now, whereas I used to talk to an empty room and look at photos I glued to the wall, now we can sit here as friends and discuss, and 14 people will listen on the internet. Was Grant Fuhr really the best Oilers goalie of all time? Like, I know cup-wise, but, like, really? Was it really Grant Fuhr?
1: Even from same eras, you could argue that, you know, Bill Ranford was better.
2: I mean, I love Bill Ranford, and I love Cujo, and I'm, I don't think you can give it to Andy Mo because he's the backup forever in my mind. Mm-hmm. But we were looking, Bang Milk, and what do we say? Grant Fear's career goals against was 338.
1: Yeah, so I, what I wanted to do is to make sure that we didn't look even dumber than we tend to do by pulling up the historical averages from that kind of era.
2: So, Fears you to interrupt, Fier's 338 goals against career and an 887 save percentage. So
1: you career. know what that actually means is that he was dominant in the era. Dominant. The oh. average, so let's let's just pick a year when they won the cup. So like eighty seven. Sure. Average was eight eighty with a goals against average of three fifty six.
2: And what was Grant that year?
1: Uh I got you will have to kill some time. While ah. I pull that up. <laughs> Grant Fuhrer. Four letters in his last name,
2: five in his first. What was his middle <laughs> what name a again? Year. Scott or something? Scott. His middle
0: name was the pride of Spruce Grove, Alberta. Unbelievable. Well, and he also like he had a team that was gonna put up seven every night. Well, that's just
2: it.
1: Yeah. It was a
0: different era. So, like, 887 probably could be, like, the nine two six of, you know, present-day hockey.
1: So, he had an 881 save percentage and a 344 goals against average. Well, so, he was better than average. Dominant and better than average. It's,
0: it's hard to argue all the cups and yeah. all that. But it's, it's also, I think, a matter of opinion and just kind of personal bias based on generation and whatnot. Like, for me, if you ask me who my favorite Oilers goalie is of all time, it is Dwayne rollison Yeah, because that oh, hard motherfucker, single yeah. handedly, like that guy had. You want to with heart and grit? Oh. Like he wasn't the most talented. That nope. guy just that guy just came and competed. Yeah. And you know if you know if it wasn't for injury, Fucking we might be from. the '06 Stanley Cup champions.
1: I still remember a goal from that cup run where he did his patented thing where he picked the puck up and batted it. Oh, out I it love out. that! Right onto Mike Peck's stick, and he goes in and scores a breakaway shorty. goal. Shorty, ridiculous, unbelievable, yep. unbelievable. If Tommy it, Sallow was great. Dan behind us Tommy mentioned Sallow. Tommy Sallow until he got his bell rung in the Olympics. If Kinda you ask me things. who
2: the best Oilers goalie of all time is, it's Bill Ranford. I loved Bill Ranford, number one. But number two, there were so many nights that team hung Bill Ranford out to dry. And he lay in the crease, doing his back crawl as he always did, deflecting pucks left and right, wearing two cups bag milk. He had a player cup and then a goalie cup on top because one time in junior he took a shot to the pills and he was advised to do that and he kept with it thereafter.
1: You gotta protect those biscuits. You gotta, That's gotta right. especially if you're Bill Ranford.
0: I'd wear nine cups, 100.
1: percent I actually, one of my most prized possessions of all time is a autographed program. When you used to be I able to walk... say a cup, <laughs> exactly. yeah. like, man, okay. that'd be great if I had a Bill oh, right, Ranford right. signed cup. No, but he signed my program when you used to be able to just walk down and stand outside the dressing room. Mm-hmm. It took time. The the young time. bag milk signed my stuff. Very nice.
2: So Jay thinks the best goalie of all time is Dwayne Rollison. And I don't disagree. I mean, Oh,
0: it's and it's and it's not because of his body or work, like in terms of his career, or you know, he, he had a short stint with the Oilers. Yeah. And, and yeah, so yeah, sorry. So that, I'm a that's Bill why.
2: Ranford man myself. Bag
1: milk? I'm a big Mike Morrison guy. Yeah. For his work in the shootouts. You know what? He didn't get <laughs> his fair <laughs> fair <shake. laughs> yeah. It's hard to pick because it, it's like you got you said the the generational gap of thought, like I'm thinking of Dwayne Rolson from when I was 21 in that cup run in t- 2006. So that was like my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then looking at some old footage from the 80s, you're like, man, these guys suck. But that was just, they all sucked.
0: Relatively. Well, they were, they were all five foot five and they wore, you know, magazines for pads. <laughs> yeah, like Darren <laughs> like,
1: Pang is not playing in the NHL now. The, no.
0: the net coverage versus like the, the percent. The nets were
1: four times the size in those days. No, yeah, exactly.
0: same size. I bet you a goalie would probably occupy... Fuck, fifty percent of the net, in terms of like how much they would cover. Where today it's like ninety. Yeah. Well,
1: because like look at the guy that the Oilers signed, uh, Miko Koskinen is a thousand feet tall. That's right. They're paying like, him per inch. I heard. I, yeah. I agree. He's That's Two point he... five million inches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you just even think of that. Like Darren Pang is what three foot four. Yeah. And then Miko Koskinen seven feet ten. Yeah.
0: He's ginormous. He's wearing huge equipment. Like these guys it's it's like they don't have to be like if if grant fear was if 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 because that guy was he was acrobatic he's jumping doing those like lunging kick saves and whatnot like like there was the goalies were really athletic then and they are now but like imagine like a grant fear with that ability in those pads and at that height
1: or even fast forward a little bit during the gar snow lacrosse goalie era do you remember that with the giant shoulder pads (laughs) that looked just ginormous yeah that would have made a huge difference for those guys as well. So it's hard to say. So let me
2: ask you another question then, excluding Dadbot, because you're all going to just throw little softballs at me and say Dadbot. Since the 0-6 Cup run, who is your favorite Oilers goalie? There is some dregs of society. To oh consider. man,
1: there, there is like no that, Dadbot. Who's you know your what? favorite goalie? I'm bringing. Since I'm going with the Briz. He at least <laughs> made. He at
2: least made things interesting. Well, they signed him long term. He believed in what we were doing.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the Briz was entertaining. That was an entertaining signing.
1: We were in an era of just entertain me, and yeah. the Briz did do that. Do something. Do you remember when they backed up
2: Javi Bulin with Briz Galov? Like, who in the actual fuck is making
0: decisions? That's such a tough answer.
1: Like, I can wa- tell you, though, one of the best goaltending performances I've ever seen came in that era, and that was Ben Scrivens just oh. shutting the door. 100%. That was like a, an Oilers save record. I've, I've never seen anything like that. If the you professor. could
0: isolate it to one game, which, you know— as Oilers fans during the decade of darkness, sometimes you had to and hold on to that for the whole year mm-hmm. to get you motivated for the next. So maybe you could argue, Ben Scrivens.
1: I would argue that I didn't cheer for any goalie harder than I did for Ben Scrivens. That he was a hometown guy. He did the thing where he was throwing jerseys back up into the crowd yep. when they hit the ice. Yep. That. Was it San Jose, that game? Yep. So he did that incredible game against San Jose. I would argue that maybe Ben Scrivens would have been my favorite. He was the one I was pulling for the most. Uh,
0: I was also, I don't know why I was drinking the Kool-Aid, but I thought, uh, well, we came up with the 99 problems in the goalie 8-1 when our goalie tandem was Ben Scrivens <laughs> and Victor, and Foss. Victor Foss. Foss. I thought Victor Foss was going to be good because he came in late in that season yeah. and he was actually good. And he and was a like, duck. Shit. Problem solved.
1: And that year we released we had, the
0: t-shirts. Uh, yeah.
1: We had uh, Jenny Scrivens writing some stuff for the site. That was good. That was oh, great. First good.
2: lady of the uh, Others oh, Nation that year. She did yep. a,
1: uh, brought us for a tour of the. Where was she? She was. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald house. Yep. That was cool. We did some work with her. So, yeah, the Scrivi. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. my vote. They got
0: engaged with the community, is what I liked about yes. them. So, yeah, you, you're, you're right. You wanted to pull for him. I think so. did. How did he leave? How did, how did he end up leaving town, Scrivens? Uh, we traded him to Montreal for Zach Cassian.
1: Oh, yeah, because wow. he got buried in the minors and he wow. was pissed off about it, understandably so. Yeah. That From would. What have... I
0: would told he
2: was a cantankerous fella. He didn't necessarily get along with everybody in the room.
1: Mm. So he got, dis- he got acquired. <laughs> oh, man, he was here for a good time, but not a long time. He was acquired January 15th, 2014, and left December 28th, 2015. That's
0: wow. it? It felt yeah. like he was here like for two or three years. No,
1: no. He just had a cup of coffee with us. Jeez. But it was memorable. Oh, yeah.
2: Huh. So, you go Scriven's bag milk. I think I have to. Jay, who'd you go with? Who's your favorite goalie since the 06 cup run? There's a lot. DeLaurier? He's
0: in the mix. No, no. Like, the like, monster? Like, like, in high yeah. that was the worst signing for a backup we ever did. That guy was so lost in his net.
1: I remember getting shredded on free agency day. I was like, well, I don't know about getting the monster. I actually wanted the Oilers to go get Al Montoya, which was funny how things worked out. But I was just like, I don't know about the monster. He's not that great. And I got torched for it. Why would you
2: care if the Oilers got Al Montoya?
1: Because I just liked him better. He had a 99 uh, rating in EA Sports. Did he Really? Uh, I think he had a potential rating of 99. We were uh, talking about that earlier. There time. was a glitch Nine. or something, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a glitch. A glitch? <laughs> hey, look, it's Jacques Plante, 1936. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite goalie in that era?
0: Like, you wanted to say... I wanted to get behind Javi Boulin I so get... badly when they signed him. Well, you knew the minute he signed, that was a terrible sign. Well, he was DUI, already old. Remember?
1: He was old. I know, I know. Yeah, like, why did... They like do. you
0: wanted exactly, Dan Dub. I wanted Dubnik to be the guy, but we just fucked him up so good. And in hindsight, you know, like he was a Minnesota dominates. I'm Ugh. like, well, that could have been our guy. Yeah. Now, while he was here, I didn't like him, so yeah. I can't say that he's the guy. But I wish I could say it was. Well, Mac
1: T didn't
2: really set him up for success. No, either. no, no, no. i the question. Yeah. Shout out to Mac T. Yeah,
1: great, great job there, Mac T.
2: Dubnik, though. Drove me insane. I mean, you can make the argument that the, the, the defense was so porous that nobody could do anything about anything. But yeah. it was never the saves he made that drove me nuts. It was that he would let in a backbreaker of a goal. From center.
1: Yeah, All oh, yeah. the Horrific. time. every like,
2: time. The Oilers you know, would just score on the power play. We're building what seems to be some sort of momentum to lead. Our, we just need to win 76 games in a row. We'll be back at 500. And Dubnik would let in a clapper from his own blue line.
1: I always think we're due. Anytime the others play the Wild or whoever, whichever team he was playing for at the time, that we were due for one of those goals yeah. from center. Yeah, it just never happens. Just it never just happens. Be you, way.
2: Doobie. I think it has to be Javi Buelen. I think that's my dog. I mean, it's Talbot, but I ruled that out immediately. Well, yes. did
0: did Markkinen carry over after
2: '06? Uh, he of, stayed for a year.
0: I loved the juice. The juice was oh, good. The juice was the big. juice
2: answered the bell probably more than any non-boy on the bus. He got us to game time. seven. He answered, man. He came in, remember, after What's-His-Nuts Blue game two?
0: Fucking Conklin.
2: And then he came in and he said, boys, get on my finish back. We're going to game siete.
1: Oh, what was the French guy, though, that came in after? He was supposed to split games with Rolly. Oh, fuck, what was that guy's name? Oh, French guy. No. Yeah, he... French uh,
0: goal, like... like like.
1: I'm going to have to look at some roster here, roster stuff here because... I'm trying to think of who it was. I want to say like Bouchard or something, but I'm thinking of Evan Bouchard. He's on my brain. I'll be talking to Craig Button this week about Evan Bouchard. I want Very to know. cool. I want to know about him. Exactly. I want to oh. know what he knows oh, about no. him. Oh, no.
2: Now I'm looking up old Oilers rosters. I'm going to start being sad, remembering guys. Yeah, Remember probably Dickie Tarnstrom? Oh, I love Tricky oh, Dick.
1: Tricky Dick. He was smooth. And that's why when people take shots at Kevin Lowe for his management, Dick Tarnstrom is one of the guys he picked up that led them to that cup run. Same with... Yeah. He made bold moves. Spot check. Oh, I know
2: you were talking about Matthew Garan. Yeah, oh. Matthew <laughs> oh, but he was good. Anytime he played, he was
0: legit. Oh,
2: well, this one year, it would appear he was 44 and 26. That can't be right. 26 and 18.
0: We would put him in, and wow. he would light it up. He,
2: holy shit. 2007, 2008, he was 26 and 18, win-loss.
0: Yeah, no, Garan was legit. Rolly
2: was 38 wins and 15 losses that year. What? See,
1: that, that's what drove me crazy about the Javi Bullen thing. Is that Roly wanted a two-year? And they were like, no, we'll only do one because you're old. But then they went for a slightly less old guy and signed him for four years. Oh, I yeah. don't
2: remember that happening to any other Oilers. Maybe Ryan fucking Smith, who goes to Colorado and delivers all five years of his contract.
0: Oh, no, he went to L.A. as well. That.
2: True, but I should mean like he played through his entire contract the Avs gave him. So Mostly. I no, no, no. I think, we signed, I think... he,
0: he still had uh, – because we re-signed him after he came here, so he didn't play – He's no, told, no,
2: my point, though, was that they signed to a five-year deal. The oil member, they blew the negotiations, and one of their concerns was your body's too beat up to play five more years. Oh, yeah, fair and enough. And he did play five and more years. The and, other and then the were signed him they for two signed.
0: additional exactly. years to that. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Ryan
1: Smith trade wasn't the right idea. Bag milk? Hey, you never know. Uh, Ryan O'Mara will pay off one day. Just hold one day. Oh, man, no. do
2: you want me to just, like, throw out names of people to piss you off? <laughs>
1: It's, it's like this weird bingo of Oilers, goalies, and players from the decade. Oh, of I forgot
2: Jeff Sanderson played for the Oil back then. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was
1: shitty Jeff Sanderson. That's old Jeff Sanderson. Yeah, yeah. Still
2: fast. Oh, Lightning. Oh, remember Yanni Pikkinen? Of course.
1: He yeah. was smooth, you know what? too. That was one of the ones that drove me crazy because that was one of those guys. And again, he's kind of like Lucic in the sense that we coveted him for years yeah. Yeah. because he was a puck-moving defenseman, offensive, not an overly physical guy, but he can move the puck. He can put up some points. And then we get him, and everybody hated Pickening. It was just drove me crazy. They did? Oh, yeah. I didn't hate Pickening. No, I didn't hate him either because I was like, this is the guy he is, but we're in a blue-collar town, man. They like a Jason Smith more than a Pickening.
0: Well, we can't – well, fuck, who doesn't? Any team would want Jason Smith. Of course, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, a yeah, rough-and-tumble
1: guy more than a, a Tom Gilbert, if yeah. you will. Let's a take a break,
2: gentlemen. We're going to come back. I'm going to really rapid-fire Oilers at you that I miss real-life podcast back after this
3: alberta is where you find hard-working hands where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water where we pull dragons from the ground and we choose rig hand distillery vodka whiskey gin and more rig hand is made from alberta grown ingredients locally distilled and distributed it's a bottle of alberta Ask for award-winning Rig hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com.
2: We're back. Real-life podcast. We're looking at old Oilers lineups and thinking about what could have been, like going through your historical pile of Tinder swipes. What would have happened if, take your pick, I suppose, I mean, I'm seeing Dean Arsene here, but there was no real upside there. I'm seeing Gilbert Brulé. I mean, that was a tortured, tortured that was a
0: That was a worthy reclamation
1: Sure, project. why
2: not? Like and for Cameron
0: Barker, third pick overall, might as well give him a shot.
2: And that
1: one yeah. season, Gilbert Cement Brule did, uh, had a solid year. One year here, you got like 15 goals or something. I'm do that off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. But it merited an extra contract for sure.
0: He's playing in the KHL or something, Brule. He's still playing. Charles Linglet?
2: Well, what, what year was that? I don't remember. Jeez. Charles Linglet? 2009, 2010. Oh, man. Charles
1: the... Linglet. We are in the depths he, of He hell. must
0: have played one game.
2: No, he played five games.
0: He must have played five games. He played
2: five <laughs> games, only for the Oilers. Bless his heart. He was minus five. <laughs> he had seven shots on goal, which is no joke. And that was his only time in the NHL. Charles Linglet.
1: Gilbert Brulé played last year between Chelyabinsk Tractor and Kunlun Red Star. Of nope, the KHL. not real teams. Oh, not he's real in
2: worlds. China.
0: He plays on the Red Star team. Are they in China? Yeah. this, Charles okay.
2: Linglet? Uh, Gilbert Brulé. <laughs> Joe is still playing hockey. Yeah, he's ya. not that
0: old. He's he's Sidney uh, Crosby's draft
1: here. He's thirty one.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's Sidney Crosby's birthday. He was born on August seventh, the eighth month, the seventh day in nineteen eighty seven.
1: Very odd. Did you see Dan's? Uh, Dan threw up a happy birthday to Sid on Hockey Fights Instagram. Oh no! Their uh, fans enjoyed it. Question mark? Well,
0: is there a lot of Philly fans there? Just uh,
1: not a lot of love for Sid on the old Hockey Fights Instagram.
0: If you're not a Penguins fan, you mo- most people don't like. Well, actually, I I have a lot of respect for. Sidney I've Crosby. always loved Sidney Crosby. Yeah, so I can't say that. But like, yeah, the the Philly type fans are all gonna just doesn't matter. They're gonna throw hate. I was
1: always super jealous of the Penguins and their fans that they got the chance to watch him on a nightly basis. Yeah, and then when we got Connor, it just it filled my heart with joy. Yeah. Now the Oilers need to respect him more. Yes.
0: Yes. you guys
2: would be done talking about the present day, can I remind <laughs> you about something super important that happened in 2010, 2011? Remember when Martin Gerber played for the Oil? Oh, oh yeah, He man. was also was awesome. good. Yeah, he was undefeated. 3-0. Yeah. Gerber would percentage. Yeah. 9.58. Way better than your best friend Grant Scott for your bag milk. Also that year, some slaps to the face. Curtis Foster took a penalty or a shootout. What? Alexandra Giroux took a penalty shot. Shootout, Alexander
1: shootout? Giroux was one of those guys that lit up the AHL, but he yeah. could not do anything at the AHL yeah, So NHL why would he level. take a
2: penalty shot? Why is that why shocking? Is he, why, 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 why? They had Linus Omar, they had Sam Gagne, Gilbert Brulé, for example. What, well, well we before.
0: don't understand the context of the penalty shot. No,
2: no, it wasn't a penalty shot, it was a shootout result. I kept saying oh. penalty shot because I
0: had oh, yeah, brain well, imbalance. You gotta, yeah, he was a high-skilled guy. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I don't know AHL, though. AHL feet.
1: Yeah. He was uh, Anton Lander, if you will, Wanya. Yeah.
2: I remember Anton Lander. Well, he
0: played for uh, the Kazakhstan HK Bars, which won the KHL this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Bet you because of his
1: shootouts.
0: And his foot speed. Oh,
1: no. What,
2: is that? what have I clicked on now? This has nothing to do with anything.
1: Oh, I remember. that Ryan Jones was arguably one of my favorite guys yeah, from that era. I loved Ryan
0: Jones. He, well, we we got, we got picked him up off waivers. He scored like 17 goals. We signed him for big smoke and yeah. was never really able to. Because he, he came, he scored 17 goals that first year. He was fighting. So that's why everyone loved him. He was scoring a bit, and he was fighting a ton. So we're like, fuck, this guy's awesome. Next year, he signs a bigger ticket. He thinks now he's a goal scorer, stops fighting, and now oh, yeah. you got the whole Lucic situation and where you, you stop the things you're good at. I remember oh, yeah, he had, to, his yeah he had to wear the visor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no. man, that guy had flow.
1: I don't know what—oh, his flow is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what year you're looking at, Wanye, but 2009, 2010 Oilers <laughs> is a real treat. I believe I remember reading articles of yours, Wanya, back in that day. I did not work at Oilers Nation at the time, but Ryan Potulny. he was the answer. Ryan
2: Potulny. He was the answer, (laughs) assuming the question was, would you like an oiler whose last name makes zero sense phonetically? (laughs) I'm looking right now, and my eyes are crying tears of blood at the career of Nikolai Javi Comes to Edmonton in the 2009-2010 season at the tender age of 37. And I remember, I remember you telling me, Why the hell would they sign this guy to a long-term deal? He is the most often-injured goalie of starters in the NHL. And then I said, because it was 2009 and everything was a good laugh back then, who cares? He probably got all his injury games out of him, and now he's in mint condition (laughs) Here are his
3: stats.
2: (laughs) Year one, he played 18 games, going seven wins, nine losses. Great. The next year, he got himself into 47 matches and went 10-32. and 32. <gasps> The year three, now he's a young 39-year-old man filled with money and injuries. He played 40 games, going 12-20. and 20. His final year, age 40, unsurprisingly only got himself into 12 games that year and went four and six. You could really make a strong case. Javi Bulin was what kept us anchored to the bottom of the NHL for his entire contract.
0: Yeah, well, and we paid him some smoke, too. Big smoke.
2: Four mil, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: For a guy at 37, a goalie, too, no less.
1: 2009-2010, though, you got 72 games of one. Jason Strudwick, huh. Six assists for Stradzak. Oh, uh, I
0: love Stradzak. What a year. I love Strud's played a simple game, but he he was he played an honest game. He was now not afraid contract. of contract. Well, he had a hundred fights in the NHL. So that's no joke. That's no, no joke. A few of them were for the Oilers, which was always great. It always got me excited.
1: Yeah, three years with the Oilers. Yeah, best year was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where he got nine points, two goals, seven assists. Nice in seventy one games. Strud's shout out to Strud's. Get to your number forty three jersey today.
0: I proudly have a forty three Strudwick jersey now. That's on the new jersey Sick. I got. I got it at uh, a charity hockey event. Sick. Uh, Strud's was nice enough to give it to me. Game worn. Unwashed. We'll never wash it.
1: Did he sign it? I should get him to sign it. You should bust that thing out.
0: Oh, I will. I, I, just, I, I, you... I got it in like May. Mm. It was, I, I was in the Hockey Helps the Homeless hockey tournament. Strud's being the good charitable man he is, is there. I uh, said, Strud's, we may be buddies, but I'm still a fan of the Oilers and God damn it, you played for the Oilers, and I loved you as an Oilers, so when you're done, can I have your jersey? I'll make any donation you request. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he uh, he's like, yep, just let me wear it for the rest of the tournament, and then he waited an extra hour after his last game for me to get off the ice to then hand me the jersey. What a is nice. That's, that's a the, the type of guy that's Jason Strudel is.
1: Is that one of like the surreal moments for you guys in the sense that you're you know you're friends with Strud's now, who is an Oiler, which is the team that, the reason we're all here.
0: Yeah, it's it's still, I, I it's... I'm always gonna be a fan. Like it's, and I'll still like it. Still, kind of blows my mind and surreal when I can talk to that guy and he knows my name and we can have a conversation or a beer or whatever and he actually, you know, wants to sit and talk to me. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing and uh, super cool. I'm, I'm always in awe the whole time. And Strides, I hope you're not listening. Oh, he's but not. True. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> Remember Jesse
0: Boolearies? No. What? Did he play for us? Of course he did. He was a tough guy. Two
2: thousand nine. <laughs>
0: For how long? How many games? How many games? Oh, I can't imagine that, man. Yeah.
2: Damn right, though, he was an oiler. Tim, test, Tim Sestito. Sestito was an oiler?
0: Sestito, oh, this was the brother was of him. the... Yeah, not the good one. Yeah, yeah. Not the good
1: one. That's like the Oilers' corner of the market on not the good one.
0: <laughs> well, the other one wasn't that great, but he was <laughs> tough. But, and he probably, his, his bro probably played... Larson you know, seven Ekman seven or whatever the hell his name is. No,
1: yeah, we got close. Dylan Larkin's brother. We got uh, Tyler Vessel's brother. We got no, Nuge's brother. Just no, kidding. Adam, we have
0: Adam. the better brother. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Adam.
1: And shout out to Jean Francois Jacques, who started that season on the top line because Pat Quinn thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> he says his eyes rolling at me. I just
2: it was I worth a shot. Don't know who looked at some of those lineups and went,
3: "Good to go.
2: Let's start the year." Jesse Boularice. He'll be the answer.
1: And God bless our endless enthusiasm for thinking, you know what, this roster is the one that's going to do it. We're good to go.
2: I remember thinking Petulney was going to be a good player with a clear mind and a song in my heart.
1: Well, in 64 games in 2009, 2010, he had 15 goals in 64 games, so that's, that's no slouch.
2: That's something. I, I remember with no irony saying that Taylor Chorney was going to be the other good Taylor on the team. <laughs> I remember that. Uh,
0: wow, we were good at finding the... The, the good in players back no then. Kidding. Taylor Chorney, if you're
2: wondering, which you aren't, played nine years in the NHL. Yeah. Nine
0: years. Yeah.
2: And got, f- in 166 games, he had four goals. That's it.
0: He only played 166 games? In the NHL. Oh, wow. I thought he... Was he still with
1: Washington last year yeah. or no? Washington
2: loves him. Oh, he's with Columbus now.
1: Mm, no yeah. ring
0: for you. No ring for you, Remember
2: sir. Remember when they took, the, took Chorney and he's like, you guys are so stupid. Yeah. You guys don't know anything. Charney's a good D-man. You just got to leave him low on the depth chart.
1: Well, he what was do a... you know? Oh, you won a cup and your name's on it now. <laughs> well,
2: congratulations.
1: I remember watching him in the World Juniors, and he was fantastic. But how many players have he said that about the World Juniors, especially goalies now that I'm thinking
0: well, about it? Well, you know was fantastic in the World Juniors and turned out to be even more amazing after World Juniors? Colton Tubert.
2: Ah, mm. oh, Tubes. I remember
0: when he came in here and told Jordan
2: Everly to carry his bag. Remember? Yeah.
1: Is that true? Yes. I didn't know that. But
2: Tubert's had a very, very hard post-hockey life. Oh, so let's leave him be.
1: Yeah, we'll leave him be.
0: He's had a tough
2: one. I wouldn't wish what happened to Colton Tubert and his family on anybody.
1: Oh, that was a Dustin Penner trade, correct? Yeah. Correct. We also got Oscar Kleffbaum. Yeah. Huh? Bright side of the story. Of yeah. course. We got Bomb. them abs.
2: He was the Ryan Pultulny of his day, I figured.
1: Abs on Clefbaum, Larson, and Pontus Saber. Those Swedes. Yeah. Carrying us forward, although I posted... It's the lingonberries. Mm. <laughs> and the uh, kanuka <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, lovely. <laughs> I also posted Cam Talbot's abs on ON's Instagram the other day as well. He is also shredded. Yeah. Looking oh, great. Some abs. I yeah. am
2: shocked that a professional athlete who has year-round trainers and dietitians catering his every whim is in good shape. Too much work.
0: There's a few that don't have sit-ups. the mods, so, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Castle? I... <laughs> Phil
2: Castle, there's <laughs> no... Who's rocking the little goalie mat? with the Cartman on his helmet? That guy was in horrendous shape. Remember, there no. was a goalie in the NHL. who had a cartman on his helmet.
1: Good helmet, though.
2: Oh wow. Well, you know what? This wasn't. This wasn't. See now, my head's full of all these old stupid Oilers
1: like Theo Peckham.
2: Like I'm looking at this 0809 roster, and I remember everyone, Back including Stortini. Kyle Brodziak.
0: Well, Brodziak was. We let him go for a fourth round pick. Eric Cole,
2: who was my star. Oh
0: there. God! What a fucking Bag of shit. And
2: then Brownlee wrote the article being like, My neighbor's neighbors with Eric Cole's mom or something, and he wants to go back. And I was like, Pfft, Oilers Nation, what a crock of shit. And then he went right <laughs> back where <laughs> Brownlee said he would go. Yeah. Steve McIntyre, Kotalik, Sean Horkoff, Grebs, vo- volume one Grebs. Oh, volume? yeah.
0: The two volume.
2: On Earth. Hockeyreference.com has Grebishkov listed as a. Oh, it's a Soviet Union era flag. Never mind. Mm. Mark Pouliot, Liam Reddix, Rob Shrimp. Sheldon Surrey, Zach Stortini, Lubo.
1: This is a good team. I think Rob Schrempf was one of the players that I was most wrong about in my life. I thought that he was getting the raw deal. The Oilers weren't giving him a chance. Mac Mac T was the man keeping him down. And then what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Anywhere. Anywhere, and then he goes to Europe, and yeah, he's fine. Remember he's when
2: Matt they kept like we were just banging the drum hard for Robbie Shrimp to come into the NHL from the AHL, and it was like twenty games left in the season, and someone asked Mac T. and Presser if they would like bow to fan pressure <laughs> and bring <laughs> Robbie Shrimp up, and he snapped and said so they were trying to ice the most competitive lineup they could and to shut up about Rob Shrimp.
1: Rob Shremp played seven games for the Oilers. Seven games for a guy that we thought was over three seasons. I feel like if you're
2: a coach or a GM or somebody like that, you have everybody has one Rob Shrimp in their career that they're just like, Nope, this guy's gonna make it, and I'm staking my name to it, and I'm gonna do a reclamation project with him. I mean, he was picked 25th overall.
0: Yeah, well, he's got we all knew he had sick hands. Sick, that was the thing with Robbie Shrimp, he had sick hands. I think. He didn't have the drive to be a professional hockey player.
1: He couldn't skate worth the shit either. He His had skating those like was little weak. choppy His strides. off
0: ice stuff was weak, but in the AHL, he would light it up. He'd get 76 points in 78 games, 42 points in 69 games. Still playing. Two, 15, 16 in the AHL, he had 42 points. That's serviceable, but yeah, still playing. He's in Austria. Austria.
1: I'm sure that's cool. Never been to Austria. No, yeah. It's probably fun.
2: That'd be fun. You know what happened? We screwed you over, Jay. You want to talk about one thing today. One thing he said. I fell down the wormhole. And then instead, I was accusing you of preventing me from going to season (laughs) ticket autograph signings. Let's talk about that one thing. We'll ignore Dan. He's going to be waving his fingers in the air (laughs) because we have to end this
0: thing. We're doing classic summer content here. We're talking about the past because that's all we got because there's nothing happening. There's no signings. Darnell Nurse still unsigned. We have have one
2: thing going right now for
0: us. Big brother. Big brother. It's 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 the one thing that's filling the void of my life.
1: My favorite thing about last week is we were talking about Big Brother last week on the show. Go back and listen to it. Riveting. Dan was shaking his head the whole time. Was yep. not into it. This morning, I walk upstairs. I say, hello, Dan. How was your long weekend? And he tells me, I'm catching up on Big Brother.
0: Hmm. It's a good season. It's a great season. It's Big moves are happening early. Uh, it is... There is some, some seriously dumb players in this game. Uh, and Fessy comes to mind. Fessy is ultimately such a nice guy, and the guy has no idea what's going on. He's always voting on the wrong side of the house. He's always drinking the Kool-Aid that everyone's feeding him. And Especially
1: JC. JC's like...
0: JC's the, he's the Fessy whisperer.
1: That dude is in his ear, and he is steering him abroad. Like, it, he is going way out to the ocean and leaving Fessy there.
0: JC is by far the most entertaining character on this season. Would you agree?
1: Sure. Who's going to beat him?
0: Uh, exactly. He speaks a, f- a different language or a different version of English uh, than like, others. With the it words like tattoos. doesn't spoil yatus. anything.
1: Oh, yeah, Instead like, of hiatus. Yeah. When he, they're doing that code breaker game last night, and yeah. it doesn't give anything away. But when he's like talking about how English isn't his first language, and yeah. he can't get any of the words correct, yeah, the best. <laughs> what is this guy saying? I found out though. Wanye has been collecting JC pictures in his phone. I have some on my phone. Yes, I'm
2: part of a chat group called JC Lovers. There's there are some three f- of us in them, and one of them's Jay, and he doesn't answer anything we say. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay,
0: it's because I'm laughing or telling uh, Ashley, the other member of the group, to post that photo or post this photo. All you have to do just watch the show, hit pause, and you'll catch JC looking hilarious or wearing some kind of wig if you Google or him whatever. Him too, he's it's got kind of some, funny. Some photos, some.
1: And, and I th- shredded too. Oh
0: yeah. I think we're allowed to spoil because we're talking about Sunday's last up, ep- and this is now Tuesday which is now yeah. going to be put out on Wednesday. So I think we can talk about where we're at right now There'll and what's going episode. on. What's that?
1: There'll be another episode. Yeah, so out. I think
0: we can tell what's going on. Sure. We got Angela's HOH mm-hmm. who, which, you know, we called her the non-event she because was. she was quiet and lurking and saying she was floating.
1: Although I, I, I talked about her being the non-event to Chris upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And he said... Based on his research, Chris is super into the, it, the, into the Big Brother subreddit. Yeah, like He's in there, he's reading what the people are saying, yeah. he's in the mix, he's yeah. figuring it out. And I guess she was actually doing more that you would only catch on the live feeds.
0: But obviously it wasn't enough to earn being on the show. Yeah. Like she's, she's not entertaining, which is unfortunate. But the one thing that shocked me about her last week, was how quickly she turned on her best friend. Oh, cold And blooded. her goodbye speech—exactly, cold, cold blooded. Blooded. Exactly. Like it as, was harsh. Like ice as if cold. she murdered her mother.
1: Ice cold. Yeah, so ice. I also am a big fan of Brett's uh, nomination speeches.
0: Oh yeah, call everyone out. It's it's. It, I'm not necessarily saying it's the speeches that have saved them. Maybe they have, but I like the fact that he blows people. I like games the drama. Up. I'm here oh, for the drama.
1: I don't want to see people great. be friends.
0: It gets good tension, and and so that he's, he's he is playing kind of. Yeah, he's playing an aggressive game, but he's he's sticking around and it's good cuz he, he he is he is smart. So he is thinking this through. Everything he's doing is calculated.
1: What I'm wanting, this is my dream wish is that Brett and Tyler are like a 2018 version of Chilltown. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: It could be, but I'm worried about, about t- uh Tyler's game being exposed because of this stupid hacker app which obviously big brother's always going to be messing with the game to try to make sure the keep water's things fresh. keep things fresh keep things even uh so now I'll be interested to see what can happen uh to get Tyler off and hopefully you know for me as a fan I think they should be backdooring Bailey and getting her out of the game She's she got that power up and she, she got a little bit of power and she turned into a bitch
1: super annoying she
0: determined
2: herself, called herself Queen Bee, didn't she? Queen B. There's
1: only one Queen Bee.
2: Amen.
0: Yeah. We all know who that is. Yeah, she 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 became really mean and like kind of like a bullied everyone and just talked down. She got a little bit of power.
2: Super condescending. I was Super shocked though that she's going to med school and like her parents affirmed it. When they went in in a sense, do you know that she's
1: only one point away from being a Mensa or whatever the fuck? She took an
2: IQ test, which is known to vary (laughs) by up to thirty percent based on how much energy you have that day. And she's one point away from being a genius. And you can trust me because I have wallpaper in my home library.
0: And who cares? She's smart. Doesn't mean like she like, but like her personality obviously is like she gets power and she gets really mean.
1: I also need Rockstar to go. She's just annoying to me. There's a lot of
0: floaters left in this. Yeah, rockstar's floating, and she and crying. She, take, she takes she takes everything too personal. She's got to remember she's playing a game. Like she's taking everything as a personal attack, and I've she wears that. her heart on her sleeve. But it's it's driving. Every, it, it would drive me nuts if I was around. The oh, we'd be it would be just insane. be uh, she'd be a fun vacuum, just sucking, bringing all that negative energy in and bringing the vibe down.
2: And I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, mm. but I don't even know what band she's in. I don't even know if she's a real rock
0: star self-proclaimed name rockstar
2: you can't just this is the thing that's pissed me off about this one season i love the season it's all good everybody's just given their own nicknames walking in like what's your name swaggy p what's your name rockstar what's your name pets.com like you can't just go in and oh, say that
1: would be great you know what somebody's uh, that's going on big brother they should sell themselves to a corporation name? to say hey i'm pets.com yeah.
0: cbc or cbs would block that in a heartbeat mm. for sure Well, they're not allowed to wear logoed gear, I know that.
2: Yeah. But Swaggy P did. He brought in his little cartoon face.
1: But
0: that was himself.
3: Sure.
1: Yeah. Giving yourself a nickname is just, that's something else. Said bag milk to Wanye on the (laughs) 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 This is my professional name. It's not my nickname. Uh, I
2: believe I uh, registered this at the trademark office.
0: (laughs) So the other thing also, I think, uh, is Angela is getting a little bit of power too, and she's turning into kind of a... She's going alpha. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you got to play it cool. Casual. Like our poor boy Tyler's getting screwed over by this hacker app. Mm-hmm. But I really think him or Brett or someone within us, because he's got so many people playing for him. I'm pretty sure he'll get pulled off, but I really hope the move is to backdoor Bailey would be my, my two cents in terms of yeah, what she's got to go. Do. She's got to go for the side of the house. I'm pulling. I'm not on sides. I'm cheering for Tyler I'm cheering for JC. Cause God love that. You little gotta guy. love JC.
1: How can you cheer against JC?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: who who's else? your least favorite?
0: Haley,
2: the one that uh, is trying to play, uh, but she's pretty. Yeah, but not pretty enough to be boring.
0: No, yeah, yeah. she's like well, and she, she she was smart to put up Tyler. She's obviously aware of what's going on and him not floating, but playing both sides of the house perfectly.
2: When she was on that hammock with Brett, though, and she was rubbing his leg, scandalous. Well, that's that bullshit.
0: Well, that's the whole. Th- that was amazing when that happened. That's yeah, good Brett's, television.
1: Yeah, Brett's legit. Brett could like, never
2: be Chilltown. Because Chilltown was very entertaining. These yeah. guys aren't. That oh, if
0: if Brett gets into a showmance with Haley, then that would be fucking. You never saw Chilltown though. Like they would do like did. fake
2: phone calls to each other in the video diary. They were classic. Room. They like Doctor Will, who is the greatest Big Brother character of, all, of time, all time, would stand up and be like, "You guys should vote me out this week. I'm going to get rid of all of you." And then they wouldn't get rid of him. and Be like, "I told you what I was going to do. You're voted out." And they'd be like, "I just." I, uh. And then when he won, he said, "Gas up the jet. We're going to Vegas."
1: A while ago, wow. I was oh, yeah. looking at, uh, Chris sent me a link of some Chilltown highlights from, that would have been like what? Early seasons.
2: Like oh, 04, oh, five, oh, 06. So oh, six. Chris
1: sent me a link of some old Chill Town stuff and I was watching it and I was like, if that was now though, those dudes would get probably get shit or cause some kind of outrage for the, the stuff they were saying to other people. Yeah. People are so sensitive oh, now. Yeah. One thing that really... Dr. Well bothered, told
2: people they were stupid right to their face.
1: He had a nomination speech, kind of like we were talking about with Brett, where he went around the room and told everybody why he hated them. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: And they didn't evict him. No. So sometimes what you got to do is you got to put a massive target on yourself so you can keep yourself in because you'll always be that target.
1: I just don't like over the past few years how when you get put on the block, people are acting like it's the most offensive thing to ever oh, happen. Oh, It's the fucking it's... game. That's literally the point of the game. Yeah.
2: If you stomp out of the Big Brother house after being evicted and don't say goodbye, which was me, hilarious, well, yeah, that's Rachel. just not right.
1: Julie like, Chen's trying to get her best out of her. Oh, <sighs> Julie Chen. She had no time for that shit either. Zero.
2: Oh, oh, exactly. Like, you can just
0: tell she wanted to give her no time. I
2: pledge allegiance to Julie Chen because I think she does a phenomenal job. Of but course. I the get the feeling that if we were living in some sort of like weird Mad Max dystopian world, that Julie Chen would like happily blow people's heads off in front of crowds.
1: Oh, you, if we're living in the olden days, she is running the guillotine. Oh, yeah. I love uh, a lot.
0: Last week with Rachel, her meltdown of paranoia was unbelievable. Incredible. And then she was like, who do you think voted you
2: out? Blah, blah, blah. Yes.
0: Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, cold-blooded you. Like saying. she,
0: like, well, you saw a girl, like, they actually kept it from her. And, like, sometimes they'll normally, like, kind of tell them before or whatever what's happening. Like, this was, they, they, they. they shock. Yeah, shock. And then, and then Angela delivers that speech being, like, basically talking down as if she's a piece of shit yeah uh and, and like you just see like she's giving like the head shakes and just like, she, like i was like holy i'm like wow like this non-event is now showing to be like a terrible person
1: but now that now's the time to do it because we're before jury you oh yeah exactly you can't do you, you those can exits when there's jury.
0: Yeah, that's right yeah and then in in uh once when, jury happen, which i think is this week jury gotta be first, yeah, yeah you got to be you got to be very strategic with your goodbye messages
2: but if the if the capitals and the Las Vegas Golden Knights at the end of the Stanley (laughs) Cup Finals can find it in their hearts to get the professionalism required to shake hands, you say goodbye to everybody when you're leaving the Big Brother house. Of course. It's a fucking game. It's It's a a game, game and you show homage to the other competitors in the game, just like Ovi and, oh, I don't know, James Neal shook hands at the end of the
0: playoffs. Public enemy number one, James Neal.
1: Yeah. All I can think about is how boring it must be in there.
0: There's so much downtime because we only get to see like the, the good parts.
1: And it's not like they get to cruise the internet and they've got nowhere to go. Exactly. They're they, staring at walls.
0: They have to like have conversations and, and it gets deeper and yeah. deeper and reveal too much about themselves. And you know, a, going for a walk constitutes walking in a small square 400 times. Yeah. Like it reminds me of the prison documentaries yeah. I've been watching all summer.
2: Which one
1: are you watching? Cause I'm, I'm in on some too. I'm uh the World's Toughest Prisons that dude's doing Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. Yeah, that toughest yeah, yeah, prisons, yeah,
2: That was that, great. That, that, the two ex-cons go back into jail. Super good. Crazy. Did you see the one where they go to, uh what was it, like Honduras, I think? Yeah, Honduras. And it's, there's like 50 guys in just a room, and it has no beds or anything, and they just sit on the floor for like 20 hours a day.
1: Man, no, I haven't got there yet. Damn. Because now I've been on Crave, and they've got a bunch of survival shows, and those are my jam. Oh. So I just watched this dude do 60 days by himself naked on a... uh <laughs> On a deserted island. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. the best. He was like making himself clothes. Was it clothes. blurred? No. <laughs> full it? dick. Really? No, no. It's on, <laughs> it. it's on Discovery Channel. For so. real? Oh, wow. But it was interesting. That, so those are my jams. I'm catching up on all the Survivor shows. There's Dual Survivor on there. Got some hippie dude. Doesn't wear shoes. He's getting out in the mix. Some army guy. They're an odd couple. Fantastic.
2: Amazing. Well, boys, Dan's been waving his hands in the air yeah. like he just don't care for a good while now. And you got your big brother out of you. That
0: sounds worse. Well, I think it's got to be an ongoing summer (laughs) uh, topic. (laughs) We basically had to start from scratch today. True, man. (laughs) We had to build our own fun. Best of the week,
1: real quick, is Connor McDavid's salad. You see the hair? hair Oh, loving the flow. He's got great flow, Wanye. If you haven't seen that, you go check that out. Have I seen that? I hope he keeps that. I want to see that flowing out the back of his helmet. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, the Tuft is going to be magic Tufty
0: this year.
2: And then he had a wicked Insta story. Hey, guys, uh, Adidas. uh, And then he went top shelf with a puck. And I said to myself, I don't care if he wants to give an Insta story as long as he can put the biscuit in the basket.
1: I couldn't care if he was a mute. Put that up there.
0: I'm so excited for Connor McDavid to be back on the ice.
1: We need to think of an emoji. Remember like when Yak was starting to do stuff, we put the fire emojis everywhere and it kind of caught on. We
0: got got the pizza emoji going for Pooley Harvey now. We got the
1: pizza emoji. We need to do something for Connor. The goal light. Oh, that's good.
0: We should just bury the Oilers in
2: goal lights. Goal lights is goes. good.
1: I was doing crown, but I like goal light better.
2: King crown, too. Yeah. Goal light, goal light. Should we try
1: goal light? I'm in. Anytime.
2: Goal light crown, goal light trophy. Set of four emojis. Mm. Let's take this offline, boys, before Dan goes crazy. Real life podcast. See you next week. Peace. Ghost, Ghost ride, ghost ride, ghost ride,
3: ghost ride. Hold up.